Hello, and welcome to the One Church podcast. This message was recorded for our online service. We're not meeting at our church buildings at the moment, so tune in live this Sunday for our next online service by going to weareone.church or finding us on Facebook. Happy Easter, One Church. It is Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. It is brilliant. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. I am grateful to our government who are trying their level best to lead us at this time. I think they're doing a good job. Please remember to pray for them and especially pray for our Prime Minister Boris Johnson at this time. This is not about our preferred politics. This is about doing what's right. I also want to express some gratitude to our key workers. You're doing a great job. You really are. Right, thank you for the, the endeavours of keeping our country going at this time. I know OC Kids uh, sent some letters to the NHS uh, hospital recently, and I know it was received with such gratitude, even brought one or two of them to tears. Can I also express some gratitude to our pastors, our One Church pastors and our support workers, that you are doing a brilliant job keeping church online for us and connecting us all together in this season. You are doing fantastic. And lastly, you. Well done you. Can I commend you for your resilience and resourcefulness at this time? Keep going. I'm not sure how long this season of confinement is going to last, but I do know we are going to outlast it. We will outlive it, we will outlove it, and we'll outgive it. Come on, one church. Let me take you to a, a passage of scripture. In the message translation, it says this The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one of a kind glory, like father, like son. Generous inside and out. True from start to finish. We see that Jesus, what a great translation, becomes one of us and literally moves into the neighbourhood. You could say he pitched his tent into the neighbourhood. He came and lived with us. He demonstrated father like son. We could understand God because of who Jesus is. He was generous inside and out, true, a man of integrity from start to finish. The more I thought of it, it reminded me of a confinement version of the Inception movie. Now, I'm going to try and explain it, but you're probably going to have to watch the movie yourself. This is the movie where Leonardo DiCaprio managed to infiltrate someone's mind so that to the extent that he can infiltrate a dream within a dream, within a dream. Get it? Uh, Yeah, you're right. You are going to have to watch the movie. (laughs) But I think this is what Jesus did when he came to earth. Can you imagine the Lord and creator of the universe confining himself to one planet? And not just one planet, one insignificant village in an insignificant nation on this planet. And not just that, a stable and a manger in that stable. What a confinement that is for him. In fact, the person who created, designed and architected a tree is laying helpless in a wooden 
manger. <laughs> this just talk about the mind-blowing thought of what Jesus did in that level of confinement. He confined himself to a, a nation under tyranny too. He didn't come in a place of privilege. He didn't join the, the most recent upsurging uh, uh, power at the time, which was the Roman power. No, he came to a nation that was subject to Roman authority. Even the community rules that he designed in the Old Testament were subjected to this Roman tyranny. Uh, he was in a strangled community. In fact, Jesus spent the first years of his life as a refugee. And he confined himself to the weakest human form, a helpless newborn baby. I know if I could go back in time, if I had a time machine, I could go back and influence a, a period of time. I think I'd, just, I'd want to take all my skill set with me. I want to use all the knowledge that I've gained. I know it's very limited, but I'd look pretty amazing in the 16th century, 17th century, 18th century with all the language that I've got. I'd struggle because I haven't got Google, but we won't talk about the moment. Yet Jesus confined himself not just to a period of time where he, uh, he didn't use all his might and power, he made himself the most vulnerable a human can be, a helpless newborn baby. Couldn't even feed himself, couldn't even clean himself. Wow. From the shaky start, he spends the next 30 years in obscurity before bursting onto the scene for three whirlwind years of ministry where we observe the struggles and the pain the parables and the wisdom and the healings and the disciples and the interrelationships he has with those the miracles and the false accusations and that terrible death on a cross followed by the most amazing story ever of good news the resurrection the very thing that we are celebrating today However, this can all be locked into some kind of historical but influential character. And as wonderful as that story is, is it just a good man doing some good things at a certain period of time? If that's all it is, it's just a story. Unless, unless, unless God chose to confine himself for a purpose. He chose to confine himself for a purpose. In John 12 verse 24 we see that Jesus describes himself as a seed. Very, very truly I say to you, unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Jesus wasn't just the son of God, he was the seed of God. The confinement was all part of the great elaborate plan, the great planting process. He was confined for a purpose. He was confined to die so that in his death, life could be brought through. Jesus purposefully sowed his life. The seed has to die in order to produce fruitfulness. The confinement led to death, which in turn led to glorious resurrected life. 
God needed to press the reset button on the world. But rather than wipe us all out, he wiped his son out. And he did it for us. Confinement is all part of a planting process. Here's three lessons for us to wind up our little message today. If we choose to participate in his confinement, his death, we also participate in his resurrected life. Number one, be courageous in the planting process. Jesus turned up weak and vulnerable into our world. What do you need to do? Turn up. It's not about how strong you feel. It's not about how powerful you feel. In fact, it's not about how you feel at all. It's about turning up. Be yourself, but be your best self. Christ lives in you, and if you are in the neighbourhood, then so is Christ. You are probably the only example of Christ to your neighbours. Key workers, you are probably the only example of Christ to your fellow key workers. What needs to die in you so that Christ may shine greater in you? Number two, be intentional in the planting process. As I said before, turn your house into a church. Allow your house, your household, even if it's just you living on your own, make sure your household demonstrates the glory of God. Now we have a live big pathway. We talk about encountering God, uh, growing ourselves personally and going to make a difference. If, if you're going to have a one church in your street, you need to encounter. Make sure you gather your family around the screen on a Sunday morning so that you can encounter God and join with the rest of the community online on a Sunday morning or at 10.30 or if you're in Gloucester at 5.30. Make sure you're part of the GROW program. As a family, my house, we meet at uh, 7 o'clock every single day to pray for 20 minutes, we pray for the nation, we pray for the government, we pray for our streets, we pray for any needs that we hear about, we pray for our health, and we pray uh, in, a, in a place of worship. All four of us gather to do that. Uh, we, we take communion once a week, we worship, we use playlists to worship as we watch the screen on TV, and we study the Bible. Well, actually, we don't study it together, but that's quite a good idea. At the moment, we study it individually, but we talk about what we've learned from studying the Bible in our own individual ways. And go and make a difference. For us, we formed a WhatsApp group so that we can connect with the, the neighbours, particularly the elderly who live in our, in our close. Uh, if we go shopping, we send out a note, anybody needs some shopping and we can help them in that way. Jack and I cut the grass of our neighbour next door who hasn't been so well recently. Like, go out and dance. Well, I've got to be honest with you, I didn't go and do the dance, but Ali and Abby went out and did the dance. I think if I went out and did the dance, that would be uh, a very, uh, very dad dance. I can do the YMCA, but I don't think that's what anybody's after at the moment. <laughs> but clap, go out and clap. Just do join together in something of a community. Uh, we've come up with an idea of running a barbecue on our front lawn. 
on our front path. Uh, so we're and, and inviting our neighbours to do the same as well. Maybe that's something you two can connect and invite your neighbours to join this online service you're part of today. Number three, be faithful in the planting process. Your faithfulness in this season will lead to fruitfulness in the next. Be generous and true to your values. That's what it says about Jesus. He's renowned for his generosity and his integrity. Share your toilet rolls. Be honest with your furlough assessments. Be renowned. Have a reputation of being generous and true to your values. Let me finish with this thought. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Church, let's endure in this season because it's part of the planting process. If we endure in this season, God will bring about a fruitfulness that we have never seen before. True, we've never walked this way before. True, we've never been in this situation before. But God will enable us and help us to endure this season that we're in. Because he, Christ, endured. Because Christ confined himself. Because Christ chose to die so that a fruitfulness will come. The resurrected Christ lives in us. If we die with him, then we will also be resurrected with him. God bless you, church. Have a fantastic week.